Rhapsody. Mr. Tibbs. You just put your lips together and blow. Rosebud. One morning I shot an elephant in my pajamas. How he got in my pajamas, I don't know. I'll just pull up sometimes, see me. What do you want? You you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Interior, Off-Broadway Theater, Night. Super title, 1999. Rehearsal's over, and the actors and director are chattering as they pack up to go. Hey, Dave, how'd that thing go? What, last week? Yeah, was it a real role? It was. Recurring role on Law & Order. Did you get it? I did not. That show sucks. Yeah. David is stowing his script in his backpack when his cell phone rings. Hello? Yes, this is he. Uh... Well, right now? No, 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 sure, okay. Uh, I'll be there in 20 minutes, give or take. Uh, yeah, I do. Really? I need to have him with me, like, right now? Oh, okay, I'll see what I can do. Interior, Midtown walk-up, night. David knocks on an apartment door, and a moment later, a nondescript man about his age opens it. He's holding a glass of wine, and in the background, we hear the raucous sounds of kids getting ready for bed. David, what's up, man? Who is it? It's Dave. Hey, Dave. I need your professional services. Well, I'm off the clock. No, man, I think this is big. What is it? I don't know. Exterior, Midtown Street, night. David and Jim are hurrying down the sidewalk. So these are the people who've been doing background checks on you? Yeah, I guess. You know, they grilled me and Teresa for about 90 minutes. Yeah, I know. You know? I, they asked me for 15 references. Friends, family, co-workers. I've been hearing from people for months now. Apparently, they've been very thorough. Jim stops walking. What's wrong? What are you getting yourself into? Interior. Law firm lobby, night. The elevator doors open and the men step into a lobby spacious and gleaming. Brushed nickel letters on the wall read, The Harrison Group, Law Offices. A flawlessly put-together young person leads David and Jim down a wide corridor past the glass walls of conference rooms and offices. The two men are suddenly very aware of the rumpled sports coats and jeans and well-worn bags. Whoa! I know! You ever work with these guys? Honestly, I've never been past the reception area of a firm this big before. Well, act like you have, please. Interior office, night. 
Paige Lloyd is in a large office behind a large desk that is covered with folders and documents and sticky notes and etc. She's somewhere in her late 30s, fit, and immaculately put together too. She gets up as David and Jim are shown in. David, nice to see you again. It's been a while. Nice to see you, uh, Ms. Lloyd. Paige, please. Okay. Sorry about the short notice, but we've been having a hard time getting in touch with you. Yeah, it's a cell phone. I don't really know how to check my messages. You should figure that out. And you brought your lawyer? James Kaczynski. Pleasure. She goes behind her desk to get something and waves in the general direction of some comfortable chairs and a bar. I'll be right with you, but please make yourselves at home. There's water, coffee, wine, whatever. Help yourselves. David and Jim shrug their bags off their shoulders and drift to the seats. Jim sits while David goes over to inspect the bar. He holds up a bottle of wine for Jim to see and mouths, You want some? Jim shakes his head, No. David opens the mini-fridge, pulls out a beer, searches for an opener as Paige joins them with a sheaf of papers. Uh, can I get you something? No, thank you. He stands awkwardly with his unopened beer. There's an opener on the shelf there. Ah. David pries off the bottle cap and sits down with Jim and Paige. She slides two documents onto the coffee table. Before we start, I need to ask you both to sign these NDAs. Why do we need non-disclosure agreements? We don't even know why we're here. You're here because your client's training and background make him... Congratulations, David, by the way. The number of people who have nothing morally repugnant, illicit, or illegal in their past is vanishingly small. But you, it turns out, are a hell of a good man. (laughs) Well, thanks. I'm not sure my ex-wife would agree, but... When you were at Yale, did you ever happen to run into... Why are we here? Right. Sorry, because I think David is the perfect person for a very important and very unusual job. Okay. Um, what's the job? Paige just nods toward the non-disclosure agreements. Jim sighs, picks his up and reads. Thinks for a moment. Then he gets up to go, hoisting his bag to his shoulder. Dave, I advise you to put that down and run away. Run far away as quickly as you can. Well, I'm no lawyer, but this looks fine to me. I'll sign it. No, you have to have legal representation. It ain't gonna be me, brother. Find another lawyer, buddy. Where am I gonna find another lawyer? Ask her. Come on, man. No, you come on. This is all... Look, man, she's squirrely as hell. No offense, counselor. None taken. And I don't want to be any part of it. Jimmy! Dave! I appreciate your concerns. I get it. But your client is going to want to know about this opportunity. It pays relatively well, it will continue for the foreseeable future, and the demands on his time will be minimal. It shouldn't interfere in any way with his acting career, and I will cover his legal costs. And by the way, Mr. Kaczynski, I'm fairly certain there are some sharp associates here who would be thrilled to do pro bono work down at your family law clinic. You know about... I do. I think it's admirable work, and I would love to help. Jim sighs, pulls a pen out of his bag, and hands it to David. As they sit down to sign, Paige places two thick contracts down in front of them. Everything you need to know. Your eyes only. She goes behind her desk and gets her coat and bag. I have some things to do. I'll be back in an hour. Those don't leave this office. She leaves them there. They look at each other, shrug, 
pick up the contracts. Interior, law office, corridor, night. Paige is walking with the same put-together associate. If they try to leave before I get back, have security search their bags. Interior, trendy restaurant, night. Paige sits alone at a table. A picked-over salad is pushed away from her, and she's marking up a document. She checks the time, keeps working. Interior, Paige's office, night. David and Jim are still sitting where Paige left them. They seem a bit dazed. Paige glides into the office. Well, fellas, have you had enough time? Are you serious with this? I think you know that's a silly question. This is... David? Yeah? What do you think? Why, the money's pretty good. I think you can see why I've been so squirrely. And why this has to remain confidential, like, forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, putting aside the obvious voluminous and glaring moral questions. Glaring questions? I have to say, it seems like you have all the leverage in this deal. I have all the risk. But you get to terminate this whenever you want, so what if you decide to terminate it tomorrow? Then what? Then, Counselor, your client walks away with his $50,000 signing bonus. For nothing. Where did you go to law school? Yeah, where did you go to law school? The university is shut the hell up. I'll do it. Dave, you need to take some time to think about this. We can execute this agreement now, or I can move on to the next candidate tomorrow morning. What's so urgent about this that he can't take some time to- It's fine, it's fine. Look, the off-Broadway showcases aren't paying the bills and tending bar at Fridays is getting old. So am I. You're not. I'm pushing 40, and I need this. It's just another gig. Paige, let's do it. Counselor, I trust that you will explain to your client how quickly, thoroughly, and irrevocably I will dismantle every piece of his life should he break the terms of this agreement. She, uh, she can do that to both of us. Thanks for that, by the way. Still want to do this? Where do I sign? She quickly leads David and Jim through the signing of the documents. As they sign... And I'll need you tomorrow. 3 p.m. sharp. Exterior, downtown neighborhood. Day. David stands on the landing of a brownstone and checks the time. 2.59. He rings the bell. After a moment, Paige opens the door. There are shiny balloons levitating in the foyer, a sign that reads, Happy Fifth Birthday, and children scuttling around in the next room. A dark-haired, dark-eyed little girl stands behind Paige, peeking out at David, excited yet shy. Hi, David. Anna, this is your father. Happy birthday, honey. You've been listening to episode one of 19 Years, Three Days, a screenplay series by Chris Dezen. The cast included Ray Ficka, Sherry Heron, and the author himself. Can't wait to hear what happens next? Stay tuned. The story continues every month, right here at The Rose Rhapsody.
You're right. So, uh, two, one, two, three. Episodes of The Rose Rhapsody drop the first Monday of every month and can be found on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you take your listening pleasure. That fabulous horn you've been hearing belongs to Marcus Roots, along with his collaborator on the keys, Adrian Ruiz. Additional tracks from Sessions of Rhapsody in Blue feature guitarist Matt Gold, Hayter Garcia on percussion, and the tenor saxophone of Irving Pierce. To learn more about us and what we do, head over to theroserhapsody.com. And if you love interesting new content as much as we do, spread the word or drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. week's podcast was produced by Trevor Cochran and Richard C. Washer and is a product of the Rose Theatre Company. All rights reserved. I'm Leslie Kopolinski. Now let's get back to that horn.